clap your hands for Frank J. Clap your hands for Frank J. What if you had only 60 minutes to share your message, your truth, and your legacy with the world? That is the main question in the Final Chance Podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Klaus, and I'm a Purpose Activator. I have met some incredible people throughout my life, and I love for you to get to know them too, and to be inspired by who they are and what they have to say. Time is ticking, so let's go. Welcome to another episode of the Final Chance Podcast. And today I have with me another guest, a dear friend, a soul brother, and I cannot wait to introduce you to him. He's such a magical and mysterious man to me. He's someone that whenever or wherever I meet him, Whenever he walks into a room, I can just feel his presence. And every word he speaks is just like a pure transmission. His being just radiates his essence. And it is my desire, therefore, to share this magical creature with you all so that you get to taste through listening to this conversation, his being. So I'd love to introduce you and at the same time welcome you, my dear friend, Frank J. Porcaro. Welcome. Thank you, Stephanie. Wow. I love being a creature, you know? Mm. We are such complex, dynamic, and multidimensional creatures. Anyway, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here and specifically to have a conversation with you because I feel that Life is about relating. And when you uh, relate with something or someone that brings more out of you, to bring more of your authentic self, your spirit, inspiration, creativity, that it's important to really pay attention to those relationships, to really cultivate them and to make them priority. And so for you, I feel like you're someone as a mirror that brings out more of my authentic self and so it's an honor to spend this time to speak with you to speak with the audience and to get into this mysterious podcast that you didn't tell me (laughs) the topic of yet or the theme but we're gonna we're gonna have some fun so thank you exactly beautiful and that definitely is my intention as well to bring out the best of you so let's get started so again i want to welcome you frank j to your final chance so this is the final chance podcast and basically my guests get 60 minutes to leave the best of themselves or basically to leave their message to humanity or anything like that. But you don't have to think about that. I'm just going to take you through it and it all is going to unfold as it always does. As I love these conversations to be spontaneous and deep and personal. So let me know if you're ready for this. So ready. So ready. (laughs) Ding, ding, boom, boom. (laughs) <laughs> so what I'd love for you to do with me, I just want to drop in together for a moment and you can close your eyes if it feels good. Take a few breaths if you like to do that, whatever you want to do to just drop in with me just for a moment. And then I want you to imagine that your final hour has come, that right now you get like that insight, the message from your higher self and knowing that pops up that tells you that your life as Frank J, the human being, will end in 60 minutes. And so this last hour is one of reviewing your life journey. And as we are recording this conversation, you have a final chance to leave a message, to leave your essence and share that with humanity. And as you imagine this, the first thing I actually just want to ask you is how does that feel? What comes up when you imagine that, okay, this is it. Final 60 minutes have arrived. What does that evoke? Oh, so much peace, you know? Mm. So much like, ah, yeah, so much peace. So <laughs> much. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> In some ways, I'm excited for that moment. Of <laughs> <laughs> 
ding ding i'm out <laughs> uh, what a journey what a human experience wow uh, i remember i went skydiving once and that was the first time i went and everyone's screaming and ah getting themselves pumped up and some were afraid and and i was so deeply peaceful and when I jumped out of the plane, I imagined myself as if it was my last moment. Mm. This is it. And I was floating in such grace. Because I feel like this life is a practice of letting go. Because letting go, to me, holds the doorway to deeper love, like a, a deeper sense of love. It puts the, the power and the awareness back to the source. To me, grief is a is a spiritual awakening because it, it gives you that moment of like, wow, these human experiences are temporary. And yet then there's a doorway into the unknown. And in that space of letting go and coming into, there is the I, you know, there is the essence of I. And in that sense, if we have letting go of a lot of things or life and, uh, identities in this life where you meet that I and that I is an essence that never leaves and it's almost like a, a flower fragrance that wraps around you it's like a smell of jasmine you know always with you it's just so so beautiful and it's there you know and it's like wow what I was that old rhythm that's not what I was and this next rhythm that's not who I'm going to be it's, it's this essence that's always there at the end of a rhythm at the end of a life at the end of a chapter and to me I've gotten to know that so well and I feel like it's preparing us for the departure of this life as the ultimate celebration as the ultimate act of love which in this context is letting go and allowing things to be to fully feel the joy of those experiences and to see it from a broader perspective and to have deep trust in the emptiness, in the void, in the, in the fertile tube of, of rebirth. And so for me, like, it brings such peace, you know? It brings peace to know that that essence is always there, is always here. I am always here. Yes, beautiful. I'm actually sure that I could just shut up for the next 55 minutes or so you can talk this hour full for yourself but I do have some questions I want to ask you so first of all for those listening I probably might say this every time because I feel like do not rush when listening to this set some time aside 60 minutes to listen to this close your eyes and really feel all these words that are coming your way because they're pure transmissions that you can take in then I believe can actually transform your day and maybe even your life if you receive the wisdom and the gifts of what is being shared here. Anyway, back to you, Frank J. First thing I want to do is kind of look at Frank J's life journey, but look at it. I always like to say like with the eye of an eagle, like have that zoomed out perspective or another way of saying this invitation is to imagine that together we like rise up and we go sit on a cloud as you're about to go to heaven or something. And we look from the perspective of our souls or from our higher selves to this mysterious, miraculous, crazy journey that Frank J has been on. And like from that more zoomed out awareness, I want you to share with us what you see that is so specific in a way or so unique about your life journey, what you really came to experience here on earth. Hmm. I find that what is most specific and mysterious about the human journey in and of itself is the creativity of it all, you know, the uniqueness and the contrast and how each one of us is a descendant of the source, is a descendant of the source. We are counterparts of this spark of life. And each one of us is so unique and different, you know, and have different truths. And sometimes that the contrast of the individuals are important for the progression of the species or for new realms of consciousness to be opened up. And so one truth needs the opposing truth to find the ultimate truth or at least the next layer of truth. So it's so miraculous to observe the human experience. And for me to look at this experience, you know... There's so much and there's so many segments of my life that I have lived and died. 
So I feel like I've lived multiple lives or incarnations in this one life. Mm -hmm. So even to review my life, it's interesting because the emotional charge of it is neutralized. So it's interesting. It's like, it's like reading about a person <laughs> that, that I don't necessarily have an emotional charge mm -hmm. toward, you know? So I'm like, wow, there's still some aspects that are processing, but there's many of it that's completed. And so I think just the awareness of self, the awareness of, of this unique essence in this being and how it has expressed itself, the challenges and the tribulations and the illusions that it has experienced and the roles it has acted out. And at the core of it, it's innocence, <laughs> you know, it's naiveness, it's innocence, it's, it's uh, playfulness, it's joy to, to experience being human and, and to bring forward uh, an awareness into this realm. And yeah, you know, it just feels like I'm just proud of him, you know, just mm -hmm. really grateful for him and his effort in his life. <laughs> yes, totally. I'm grateful for his effort in his life because, you know, it's like we're on a playground. We're on a playground and we're so innocent. And oftentimes we're so serious. And then you wake up and you realize you're on a playground. I'm like, why are we, on, why are we being so serious when we can play? You know, and then we play and then and then we get serious about something again and then we become serious and then we play. And that's kind of what life is, is playing and seriousness. And it's all important for relationships and entanglements of relationships and and the emotions are all very important to experience. The human experience is important to experience. I'm not one to say that we shall go up beyond the body or beyond being human into this awareness that that is that rejects the body of the human experience. No, I, I'm, I'm here to live. I'm here to experience life. I'm here to, to love. I'm here to feel, feel the feelings, you know, and to, and to find the deeper meaning in it. And I think that's what life is. It's always so unique what the meaning we give to things and to find deeper meanings, meanings based in the heart, meanings based in universal truths that really become our own and we are living embodiments of those universal truths. And so I think... It's always an interesting dance of watching an individual and of how they, how they dance between their human and their divinity and how that plays out, you know? You know, do they adopt a religion and that's how they bring out their divinity or, or do they find their own religion or, you know, are they really into being human, you know? And do they wake up out of that? And how do they integrate it? How do they integrate the body and the spirit? I think that's fascinating to me. So to me my intention in my life is to create something really beautiful, really unique, really true to my spirit, to really be free in, in how I express myself without an identity of who I am because I express myself or without a belief in something just raw and innocent, but deeply grounded in wisdom at the same time. And, and to be an original, to be an original creation of multiple things in my own little tincture, you know, like it's like taking a bunch of seasoning and putting it in my own little pot. And this is the Frank J tincture, you know, mm -hmm. and it's not all the seasonings have been here tried and true for a long time, but it's the way I put it in, you know, a little pinch of this, a little pinch of that, a little bit of stir <laughs> there, you heat it up, you know? And I think that's beautiful. I, I really love rarity in a human being. And rarity to me means someone that is really sensing their life and acting consciously in their life, taking the ideas of those that came before us, acknowledging the influence of those things around us and within us, such as our ancestry, and yet imbuing those influences with our own spirit, our own, our own awareness, you know, being an anomaly in that way, being the truth of themselves and aren't we always inspired when someone's truly in their element when they're truly present and fully embodying themselves and expressing themselves we're just in awe of the charisma we're inspired we're in spirit when we witness that it's because the person is fully totally authentically and completely expressing themselves and so that's my intention of living Ding, ding, boom, boom, already again. So juicy. Like I said, your words are just like pure nectar, like I'm drinking them in. I do want to go back to your life. And you, you mentioned, though, right, many deaths and rebirths and completed chapters. But I'd love for you to just see if anything and what comes up. But I'd love for you to share some of the treasures 
that you like picked up on your life's journey. And I know there's so many, but just feel into whatever comes and let's trust that that's what wants to be shared right now. So again, if life is a soul's journey and you came here at this time on earth, you've had your incredible journey. Even from what I know about it, it is pretty extraordinary. Yeah, the the information in land, mm. the the wisdom and the energy of the land. And what I mean by that is a specific lands, the ancients or ancestors that I believe lived in other dimensions of time and space, left information in the land, in the trees, in the water. And so coming here as a being, as a spiritual being inside this physical body, I'm drawn to specific landscapes and centers of this earth to receive the information. And to me, there's, that's treasure. You know, we can, in this modern day specifically, we're so distracted to the um, sort of compartments of consciousness that is bombarded, uh, that bombards us from the collective narrative and media and propaganda. Like we're living in a time where we are highly pressured and influenced and trying, they're trying to get our attention to hyper focus in a, a specific compartment of consciousness where we can only experience ourselves in this limited box and there's noise and influence and subcon uh, subliminal messaging everywhere, you know, and it's just like, so to go back to the land, to the rawness of nature where so many different realms of consciousness have lived in the land and died and buried in the land, all that information still exists, that pure energy is still there. And so you can open your heart to that and begin to connect with that and receive that information. And what it does is it opens up chambers of consciousness in your psyche. It opens up pathways of understanding and feelings. And your consciousness then can become multidimensional. So you can be in this modern world and not of it. And your life is sort of a bridge between several different non-physical worlds, you know, and it's very imaginative and beautiful and so liberating. And so then all of these stories and songs mm -hmm. and texts that has been passed forward from our grandmothers and grandfathers and our ancestors, they begin to make sense because yes, we're reading them intellectually, but we, we can never make the proper connections in that part of our brain, you have to go into deeper trance states and begin to receive and communicate through energy through the heart. And that information begins to come into your being and become, it becomes real and practical and visceral, and you can use it into your life. These are alchemical teachings. And when I say that, it means that this is energy. You begin to learn the language of energy begin to understand the language of the heart and the body. And you have a ebb and a flow and a give and receive of that. And uh, it just makes life so much more rich. And so that's a treasure. And I realize that there's a lot of our people that don't have that multidimensional consciousness. Mm -hmm. They have access to it, but they don't know they do. Mm -hmm. They're just stuck in this one mm, sort of box of limitation of how they feel and see and interpret things. And uh, it's so limiting. And yet they have this gold mine inside them, you know, this expansive, complex, multiple connective <laughs> realities that is just so incredibly uh, intoxicating. You get high off of these emotions mm -hmm. by experiencing life. And you realize how precious life actually is. The denseness of the... Uh, the ego or the denseness of our society, our modern day society, you leave that world. It's like, I understand why suicide rates and depression rates are all time high. I, I understand why certain religious doctrines want to leave the body and ascend and go beyond the reincarnation cycle. I, I understand <laughs> why people are trying to get the fuck off the planet, you know, because it's fucking serious and heavy. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, I don't live in that world. Exactly. You find the gold and the richness of life when you when you go within and you open it up. You bring the spirit into the body because here you are in the body and yet you can be in other places too in your consciousness. And then you're free. And when you're free, life becomes a playground as it was meant to be. It meant to be a playground to experience the creation of, of the physical, you know, through the senses. 
to taste, to hear, to smell, to breathe, to feel, to love, all these beautiful things of being a human to see the earth and to connect with the earth. And these realms open up within this earth and it's pure magic, pure magic. And you realize you don't want to be anywhere else but here. And even for some of our spiritual beings that are on this call, our spiritual beings are conscious people that are connected to other stars, so to speak. Star seeds and star seeds. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I felt the same way. It's like, I don't feel connected here until I discovered, Stephanie, I discovered this treasure. (laughs) Yes. In the earth. I discovered the treasure in the earth and it opened my heart and I realized, wow, I belong here on the planet. I like it here. I came here to be here. Yes. I'm not trapped here. This is not a prison planet for me. I'm here to play. I'm here. I love this planet. It's meant, now hear this, mending the relationship with the mother, with the female, with the fairy realms. It's, again, healing that softness within the heart and coming back into the goddess energy of the earth. And that just opens up so much beauty, so much beauty that both men and women need. It's beyond, mm-hmm. it's beyond man and, and woman. It's really an energy. It's really that feeling of, of belonging and feeling nourished and protected and guided on the planet. You know, and I can go anywhere on the planet and connect with the earth because I feel connected to the land. Mm-hmm. And it's so nice. Mm. <laughs> And I assume when I hear you speak now, like even be able to feel through the, I'll call it the surface layers of the density or the city or, or what people have built upon it yet to still, or like these, these uh, with sacred sites, some, sometimes they have become like more touristy and yet to be able to still feel the colds of that land or to feel and pierce through the surface and still feel all of the richness and the potency that lies yeah. there. Yeah, because what is the quality of life? It's the quality of our emotional states. And so all of that information below the surface enriches our emotional states. So when the relationship doesn't work out, when our you know, ideas of success don't work out, what's left on the bottom there? You know, What are we sitting on? What's our foundation? What other places do we find our sense of self, our sense of identity? What other places do we mirror ourselves in other than these things that we're trying so hard to control? How much can we rest in in deep levels of connection? And I think that's pretty important. There's another piece I love you to speak to because when I think of you, I always associate you, like it's association in my brain, Frank J, mystery. They go together. (laughs) (laughs) So I love for you to speak about the mystery in your life and I mean, you've brought it to so many people, right? Like to love mis- the mystery of life and mm. all of that, to go into the mystery. So tell us a little bit about that. The please. mystery. So basically connecting off or adding to what I was just saying, the mysteries of life. Like to me, I think it's pretty important to operate in this modern world effectively and at the same time, have a rich inner world. So whomever is listening to this, if you're more intellectually skilled or more creative skilled, maybe more of you, of you that are creative, you can really connect to the imagination of which I speak to. Mm-hmm. But I'm also have an intellectual part too. And that's also important as well for, for some of us. And some of us are skilled that way. We have a dominant kind of energy pattern of intellect, which is important for this world. But we all have an access to an inner world. And it is an imaginary world, uh, a divine imagination. That means that when you experience your life and the input and output of information, of data, yeah, of information and data, meaning like uh, in relationships and job, when you're assessing megabits of information in milliseconds, like boom, 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 boom all the sensory, uh, yeah, the senses, right? We're picking up this information. How much do you have in your bank account of knowledge and diverse understanding? Can you make different connections? So I look at geniuses of somebody that can think of several things contradicting of each other and still hold them in in their mind and, and see them and be open to them. And so I look at the mystery as having, being open to other ways of thinking and having a bank account of a multidimensional knowledge base where information, psychic information can come into your being and you can interpret it through several different ways. 
And therefore, you can see how in one state of being or in one reality, this can all make sense. And in another reality, the truth can change or expand or skew a bit. And you'll realize that there's a, there's a multidimensional reality. And so when somebody speaks of like um, uh, religion or they speak of a belief system, you can understand like, ah, oh, I see this belief system, but then I can also see the alchemy behind what the person's saying. And then you can see what was the emotion of what they were saying. And then you can see it connect in your own life. So instead of you debating about a belief system, you're making a vast multiple connections and you can see how in one reality it's true and in another reality it's not true. And you can see the greater picture. And to me, that's genius. And what that does is that opens up this ability to experience the mystery. So when you're in life, your heart is open to life and you're able to interpret things in a vast multidimensional way. And so for sure, maybe something shows up on your path and it's just like, oh, okay, this happened. Or they show up in your path and you noticed, you were acutely aware of some kind of, uh, you know, obscurity. And you paid attention to that. And a couple hours later, that was relevant to that next connection. Mm -hmm. And then it gave you an idea, an epiphany of a connect. And you saw it connect. And then life becomes interesting because then you're seeing the synchronicities and you're able to pay attention to them and connect them. And your consciousness grows, your understanding of life grows, the vastness of your energy grows and magical encounters become normal. Miracles become normal. Fear leaves your body because you begin to go beyond a sort of right and wrong way of thinking. You begin to become way more complex and full and open to experience life in different ways. Ding, ding. <laughs> okay. Back to, I actually think it's only now your final 30 minutes. So I hope you're still connected to that piece you were feeling earlier because time is ticking. So given that, I want you to also imagine that if your final hour has come or your final 30 minutes, then I want you to imagine that that means that your life's mission whatever that means to you, is complete. Completion of whatever was intended. So I'd just love for you to share with us, and we already went into it maybe a little bit, but it's just another way of asking it. What was life about? What is the mission that you completed if it would be done today? And it is mission complete, graduated. Amazing question. I, the first thing that comes to me is the complete liberation of the heart complete liberation of the heart because I feel the heart holds the mysteries of life and there's chambers in the heart that are way deeper than emotion that we normally associate the heart to. There's deeper mysterious chambers that are vast in, in consciousness and um, I feel that a lot of us have uh, as a species, as a human species, uh, have had traumatic imprints in the heart. And this is fragmentation in, I think, the collective uh, DNA in, in some way, if I can say that. It's, like, a, it's like, a, like we were made in a certain way and we've experienced lots of trauma as a human species and that memory carries on through the genes. Mm -hmm. And so hence why the modern day is the way it is with the dominance of the intellect. It's not an evolution, I believe, of things that people think that we've evolved i feel like we have degressed in in many ways so when you begin this path it's not enough just to become spiritually literate or to even become skilled psychically there's a component of healing the traumatic imprints in the body and liberating energy in your body for you and your ancestors. And as that energy liberates more chambers of wisdom open up within you and more capacity to channel light or energy and um, a deeper sense of love. And love takes on a new meaning. It's not just like, I love you, I love you. It's a nectar, it's a essence. It's, it's just pure energy. And I feel that to heal the heart, the, the mind also, or the brain, the whole nervous system, has to come back into order and back into a vibration of harmony, vibration of, of the natural way of things. So to me, that's the mission, is to completely liberate the heart. And in doing so, love and wisdom will blossom naturally because it's our natural state. And that will ripple 
it will ripple into everyone and everything around. It will ripple into the cosmos, into the entire universe. And it's like a sound, the sound, the unique sound within your heart gets liberated. And if you think about life and vibration, everything sounds, right? You can hear sound in the background. And the sound's hitting your nervous system. And there can be discord sound, like a yeah, discordant sound. But when your heart is really liberated, as an analogy, that will the, there's so much order, so mm-hmm. much coherence in your energetic being when your heart is free that it turns disorder into order, incoherence into coherence. And when there's coherent energy vibrating at that level consistently, your whole nervous system heals, people heal in your presence, and all the secrets of nature open up to you and your true being blossoms. I can feel someone is asking, what is my first step? Because I feel like you, you gave a bigger picture or the larger picture of liberating the heart and what it entails. Mm. But if someone is like getting kind of started on that path, it's like, that's like sounds so complicated. It's like, where can I start? So do you have like a, a few smaller steps or keys or what would you suggest right now to someone who's like, I can feel what you're saying, but where do I start? Yes, brilliant. So, so simple. Begin to listen to the heart. And very specifically, so we can put our hand on our heart, our left hand on the heart, and the right hand right over, and shift your awareness from your head, and shift the awareness down into the heart, as if you're just dropping down into the heart. And hold your awareness in the heart, and breathe inside the heart. Begin to feel the breath open the heart. And on the exhale, soften the heart. Keeping your awareness in the heart, you can say out loud, I am listening. I am listening. Deepen your awareness in the heart. I am listening. I am listening. Deepen your awareness into the heart. And again, say your name and say, I am listening. And in this place, you'll notice subtleties of sensation. And this is your heart speaking to you. So the first step is to shift your awareness here and begin listening with the statement, I am listening. And observing the subtleties of the sensations They will come, they will go, they will open, and they will contract. And you just deepen your awareness and deepen your awareness and deepen your awareness into the heart. And as you do so, you're feeding the heart with energy. And soon that heart will fill with energy and it will begin to open. And it will take care of the rest. (laughs) The rest will just, you get ready for the journey, you know? And that's the place to start. That was really beautiful. So as I followed along like a good student, so as I tuned into my own heart, I could just feel my own and deep appreciation for you. I was just like enjoying, again, your being your essence. And what stood out, if I reflect on what I know and see about you, is there's such a deep devotion and commitment that you have that's also always of service. And I actually just love to hear from you, like how or what role has like being of service played in your life? Or has it been like a conscious choice at one point? Or has it just been natural to you? Did you feel it already when you were a child? Or was it because of the pain in the world or because of your what? Where does that call to be so devoted to just sharing all of you with the world around you and to not keep it all to yourself? Wow, great question. Thank you so much for asking it. So in a nutshell, I did grow up in a very intense environment. You know, my father left when I was a baby and he became addicted to heroin at the time. And, and my mother had to work three jobs, take care of three kids. So she was highly stressed and carrying lots of trauma. And it was a very dysfunctional childhood, you know, but mm-hmm. she loved us. And, and her way of showing us love was like real harsh treatment, you know, mm-hmm. and I was... Uh, you know, angry at the world, let's just say, and I was making lots of mistakes. And at 18 years old, I got a job in a nursing home. So all my friends moved away to college and I I went right to work. I was consistently working at the time anyway, but I got a job in a nursing home randomly, mysteriously. Mm -hmm. And 
all my friends moved away and I began to experience like, it was a very hard time in my life and my family and everything else. So I was having lots of anxiety and depression and I'm working in this nursing home. So my job was a rehabilitation aid. So I would have to go to the rooms of the patients and literally convince them to come come down to physical therapy. And I seen all types of conditions. And what happened was I just wound up sitting in the room for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, talking to them, mm. asking them about their life. And I worked there for a year. And while I was going through acute depression, like panic attacks, anxiety, I was having insomnia, something was changing in my life. And, and what was happening was I was like having premonitions. I would see things before they happened. I was like, my whole world was changing. And it was really scary. Mm. And, uh, I saw people on their deathbed with regret in their eyes. Mm. And I began to look around me and I saw that uh, so many people were not really happy. And I grew up in a very hard childhood without really much love, you know, like real present love. Obviously underneath it all was love, but it wasn't present. There was a lot of pain. And then I saw people on their deathbed where they didn't really have much spiritual wisdom. It's not like they really knew what was going on. And I saw nobody knew what was going on. And mm. one particular man impacted my life. His name was Charlie. And there's this old man that only had his sister-in-law left. She was alive and uh, she was in the nursing home, but she was dying. Mm. And he was the kindest person I've ever met. And he really liked me. Like he treated me like his own grandson. And so he would just say, Frank, you're going to be so successful. You're such a good person. And he would buy me lunch every day. And he just was so grateful. Uh, for me being kind to his sister-in-law. And at the time, I couldn't really trust strangers. You know, I was mm. uncomfortable around strangers. But after like eight months of him, like just blessing me with his heart, I remember one day Beatrice, her name was died. And uh, part of the background noise, Beatrice died and he stopped coming to the nursing home and I stopped working there. And about a few months later, I was driving in that part of town. And I was thinking about him. I was like, mm. oh man, I wish I would have saw Charlie again, you know? And uh, he was right next to me at the stoplight. Mm. And I saw him and I beeped the horn just like that. And I beeped yeah. the horn and he stopped. Anyway, it was the last time I seen him and I asked him, why does he do what he does? You know, and he told me that one day he was so thirsty at the beach and uh, somebody gave him a bottle of water and helped him because he didn't have money. And so the next day he bought a whole pack of water and gave him out for free. And so he gave me $50 and he mm. said, pay it forward. And it was such an emotional experience for me because I didn't have any kind of uh, that kind of kindness or love or presence in my life. And so I was suffering with this depression and this anxiety and I was just starting my journey, but I felt like people care. Mm -hmm. And there was always been people that have blessed my path when I didn't even know who I was. So it just touched me so deeply that I made a commitment that I will, I gave my soul to the light, to God. And that I'm in service to people. And I made that contract with my soul, you know? So like everything I do is for that. And um, yeah, and that's it. And my journey began. <sighs> so happy that you shared that story. And I'm like, thank you, Charlie. And what a beautiful transformational moment in your life. And I'm, yeah, I love knowing it about you. And I love seeing what it has unfolded into. I love the hunking in the background. So I want to go back to the moment in Charlie's story that I could feel, which was when you saw all these people who are dying with regret in their eye. And then later on came your choice point and your commitment to be of service. But I'm actually curious about if you have a more specific intention about the ripple that you hoped to create in other people's life. Is it so that people would not have regret at the end of their life? Or what has your devotion and commitment been for? That, which then also relates to what is the legacy you've been creating? What's that ripple that you wanted to evoke in others and for others? Simply through your being, but I also feel like through your conscious will and intention. Wow, that's a fantastic question. You know, at the core of it. Yes, let's get the to core, the core. The <laughs> let's core, get to the core. <laughs> the, the core of it is the heart. Like everybody has a different path and I'm not also going to use the word love. I'll mention it here in the contrast of that because love is so overplayed. You no, know, We don't really know what that even means. You know, mm -hmm. to me, it's like, it's the heart. Like 
I believe that not just your emotional heart, but when you open the deeper chambers of the heart, you will remember who you are and life becomes magical. And I hope that through my beingness, through my teachings and through my path inspires those to really go down the path of the heart because it will open doorways to experiences that you thought were only in movies, only in fantasy movies, like as far as like magic, it's real and it lives within your heart and you can never get it in a book because it resides in a different realm, a realm of pure energy and subtle feelings. And uh, it's so intensely beautiful. And so the, the secret also is it's in the land. It's in the heart and in the land. And they're simultaneous. Like you open your heart, you will open the doorway to the land. Yes. And the door and the land will open your heart. Mm-hmm. So it's the same. It's one of the same. There's a beautiful story about a fairy. Do you want to know about it? It's of quick. course. Look, I'm like, your time is ticking away. But yes, please. So out before you die. <laughs> there is. Okay. It's a nutshell. But it's a great story of um, a new king that was looking for his new queen. They were young. And the fairy king took the queen. Okay. I'm leaving out a lot of the story. If you want to know more about it, we can maybe link it up after this. Yes. But uh, she's in the fairy world with the fairy king. It's in another dimension. That means it's not in this physical realm. But the love of this, of this young king loved this woman so much, he went out to find her. And he went all around the land to find out who has the key to the doorway of the fairy realm. And um, somebody said that there's this little girl that lives on the farm that talks with the fairies. Maybe she knows. So he goes and meets this little girl. And he asks her, can you show me the doorway to the fairy realm? And she says, yes. And so takes him out into the forest and she goes, it's right there. And he goes, I can't see anything. She said, no, it's right there. He's like, I don't see anything. She said, no, 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 no. Don't look with your eyes. Look with your heart. And he, it drops him into a deeper state. And she says, don't touch with your hand, touch with your heart. And so in that moment, he understood and he dropped into a deeper place inside himself, opened his heart and he saw the doorway and he stepped through. And he eventually gets his queen back too. But that's the way it is, you know? A doorway opens and it's through the heart. This is like your legacy in a really short nutshell too. That was the essence of what you transmit indeed. I love it. Given that time is ticking away, I always like to be a little dramatic here. If we arrive to that point where it's almost time for your final message or your final words. Let's start with humanity at large. Like, is there one thing that you have not shared yet that you like to convey? Also, given where the world is at like 2020, well, wait, 2021, 2022, whenever this podcast really gets listened to. Yes, I would, (laughs) to humanity, to the collective. Yes. The message really is that Yeah, it's so interesting because when I think about the collective, I'm thinking about all the different uh, categories of consciousness that's on this planet, and it's very contradicting. So my my answer would be the same, is to come back to the heart. And the heart and truth and what is based in love will always remain. Everything else will fall away. So those forces at play and those people that are, you know, hosted by these forces and, and playing out these certain frequencies on this planet, it will fall away eventually. So just come back to the heart, come back to the source, you know, come back to your true nature and you will be forgiven as we all will be forgiven, you know, meaning that not as a judgment forgiveness, more so like the energy can be mended and be neutralized. And we will all come back to our true nature because it's it's what we are. You know, everything re- returns back to its source. Cool. Clear. Come back to the heart. No matter where people are at in their journey and no matter how people understand and taking this message, that is the message. And it holds yeah. many keys. <laughs> but it yeah. is the answer to every question you want to ask Frank J. <laughs> or at least that I'm asking right now. I'm going to ask the same question slightly different. And you are allowed to say again that it's the heart. But let's see if anything else comes up. Next question is, if there is one thing that you can speak right now, and there's one thing that you could share with the children on planet Earth, 
And when you share it, it is something that they, for the rest of their lifetime, would know, would realize, would experience, embody, never ever forget. What is one thing that you would want every child on earth to know, remember, see, realize? Yeah, but well, that's simple, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. You tell it's me. It's simple. <laughs> so I would say that you're not the body and you're not what anyone is going to tell you are. You're not anything you think you are. But you, what you are is a child of God. You are an embodiment of God. You are a creator. And you have the power to create. And that you are responsible to create. <laughs> and that I or nor anybody, neither your parents, have power over you. We are guardians and we are here together. But you are here and we trust in your genius and your wisdom. And you are here for a purpose. And it's for you to discover that and for us to help support you in that. Mm, beautiful. That all children on earth may know and remember that. So I'm going to invite you back to almost go to the beginning, but then in this case to the end as the 60 minutes are coming to an end. And if it feels good again, you can close your eyes with me. And then I want you to imagine that the 60 minutes that you feel like time is like in the hourglass, it's like fading away. The final hour is there. And then imagine as if you almost made it to heaven's door. But then... It is as if something is calling you, is pulling you back. A heartstring is being pulled and talking about your life review and, and sharing everything you did. You just fucking know, of course, that it is not yet your time. So you have a chance of coming back, of going back. You have one final chance. And even though that I've heard you already mentioned in a way that there's this completion energy, but if you get one more chance, one final chance to fully come back into your life, what is it that you still want for your life? What is it that you feel like you want to absolutely feel fulfilled beyond what you maybe currently imagine the day that you will actually die or leave this human body? <laughs> it's always to serve the goodness of, of others. Always. Like everything else to me comes secondary. And I mean that. I had a moment where I had a spiritual awakening where my body was interpreting psychic energy differently. And I felt like a ghost, like I was trapped in the dimension and it was weird. My whole sense of self died. Like you can say Frank J, you know, be like, be like Frank J, Frank J, Frank J. I'm like, who, who's Frank J? I felt that, you know, and it was very, it was scary actually. And the only sense of feeling that I had was this care for people. The only sense of feeling of why I'm here is, is because I care about the goodness of others. And so everything else, like oh, I want to experience many things, but I will always do the same thing. I come back. I'm going to come back and I'm going to serve the greater good of others. I'm going to figure out a way to do that. You know what I mean? Like I was just telling one of my clients, like, you know, if I win multi-million dollars in, in the lottery, I'm still going to do what I'm doing. If I'm on the street with nothing, I'm going to do what I'm doing. If I have a wife, I'm going to do what I'm doing. If I don't have a wife, I'm going to do what I'm doing. If I have a family, I'm going to do it. If I don't, I, if I have one leg and one arm, I'm still going to do it. You know, I'm going to continue to serve the greater good of others, meaning kindness and love and positive emotion and, and wisdom in the heart. And I'm going to live that and express that and experience that. And that's not to say that I'm going to be perfect. I've experienced lots of mistakes and darkness and I constantly do still, you know, <laughs> but at the core of me, you give me a little bit of breath going to touch somebody's soul. I'm going to help somebody, you know, I'm going to love in the best way that I know how. Just give me a little bit of breath, a little bit of support. I'm getting on with it again, you know? I'm going. So <laughs> if I come back in this life, ding, ding, let's go. I'm just going to pick up where I left off. And this is exactly what I mean <laughs> by devotion and commitment and being of service. I'm going to ask you just one more time because I want to hear something juicy or something maybe more personal or whatever. Like, is there something though that you'd like to experience or could be embodied or like to taste or something you still would be fun to actualize or experience here on earth? Because it is a pretty unique mm. place. Mm. 
yes, of if, course. If, if it was just for play, even right, like it doesn't have to. Yes, be. of course. So to continue to realize in the physical all of my inner world, to manifest my inner world in the physical, you know, more and more and more. So continue to realize it as I am realizing it. So it's like more and more. See see more and more of this beautiful inner world to be experienced externally, you know, in people and places and things and experiences in nature, you know, in play and loving relationships. I, there's so many little aspects to, to that, but that's the greater answer. It's like to continue to manifest it, you know, to have more magical moments with my family, with my nieces, with my nephew, with strangers on the street, you know, to create amazing things, to continue to blow my mind on how, <laughs> how amazing this energy, you know, creative the energy is when you allow it to flow, you know, and to see things come into fruition. And then, and then, you know, and to be so unattached <laughs> doing the whole thing too, you know, mm. as, as, you know, to create and to constantly confuse people, confuse mm. myself, meaning like allow the dynamism, the diversity, the magic, the mystery to continue to inspire us, to be in awe, to reach more dimensions and uh, places within ourselves, you know, and have so much fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Want to go in waterfalls and nature? You know the deal. Like it's hell yes. It's, <laughs> yeah, I'm just doing. I'm all. I'm just doing what more of what I'm doing now. Honestly, mm, exactly. That's clear. Boom, juicy. Boom. Well, with that, your final hour, aka not your final hour, but your final chance, has come to an end. And I want to thank you so much for this super juicy and deep and like it feels like also very expanded multi-layered multi-dimensional transmission with so many keys for people to pick up and if you are listening to this i would love for you to share with us what is the golden nugget or nuggets that you're taking away from this and as always more information on frank j will be in the show notes or i'll link everything that you want to know about frank j for sure and again i want to thank you brother for being here with me on earth at this amazing time Time where we get to play together. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, dear listener, I hope this conversation inspired you and maybe, just maybe, it unlocked something in your own heart. Remember, you can find all the links to connect to us in the show notes. And I just want to share with you that if you want to dive deeper into the mysteries of your heart, do not hesitate to reach out to Frank J and apply to work with him privately. I've had the honor of working with him a few years ago and it was beyond magical. And through our work, I was able to alchemize some deep wounds and fears I had for a long time. Keep on following your heart, dear one. And if you enjoyed this conversation, please follow this podcast on Spotify, subscribe to my YouTube channel, but honestly, the best way to support The Final Chance is to share it with your tribe. And of course, stay tuned because next week there is another episode of The Final Chance podcast with another remarkable being.